Hey, everyone. Hello, hello. How are we doing? We're doing well. Another fine week. I cannot believe that uh, we are probably almost out of the month of July in just another week. Where did this whole summer go? <laughs> what summer? <laughs> I was gonna get. I was gonna wish you happy New Year. <laughs> well, I mean, soon we should be by for for the holidays already. Exactly right. Oh man, that's funny. But you 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 know this like everybody's complaining about. There is no real summer. It's been raining, and gloomy, very hardly any real sun. So. How do you, how do you, how do you combat that, right? I don't know, man. <laughs> it, 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 it's one of those it's one of those crazy, crazy, crazy things. Well, it is, it is, and uh, but we have we have no choice, right? We got a few more weeks of, of summer. Hopefully, we can have the better weekends. Well, well, we have choices. We can stay inside. Hope the air conditioning works well, right? Treat that well. Make sure your air conditioner had a good checkup. Because we're definitely uh, putting it to a lot of use. I got to tell you that. Oh, it's kicking. <laughs> we cannot live without it right now. I mean, it is hot. It's just not clearly summer look. I mean, it's gloomy. It's rainy. But but it's muggy. It's, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, it's it, it definitely interesting. So we had a uh, uh, – we missed you guys last week. And then, then we didn't film. I didn't um, – I missed the show this week. It was a little crazy. But – we had a really interesting show. We always have a good show. But last week, we had an amazing show uh, about synchronicities. Yeah, let's talk about it, man. What are they? Where do they come from? What do they mean? So um, I was, uh, you know, whenever I do these things, I always refer to my good friends, you know, Miriam Webster. And I always like to give the definition right from the horse's mouth. So uh, synchronicities, according to Merriam-Webster on, the, on their site, um, basically says a synchronicity is the quality or fact of being synchronous. Well, that's useless. Uh, the coincidental occurrence of events and especially psychic events such as similar thoughts in widely separated persons or a mental image of an unexpected event before it happens that seem related but are not explained by conventional mechanisms of casuality used especially in psychology of Carl Gustavic Jung. <laughs> that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, that's kind of where it comes from. And, and there are many uh, different types of synchronicities but uh when we were talking about this because we talked seven days about this you know there are so many different kinds of synchronicities there are number synchronicities there are people synchronicities i mean you know you you think about somebody and then all of a sudden that person calls you like out of the blue i've had those you've had those been there done that how about <laughs> this uh hh I, um, the last couple of days, I was seeing the number 911. You, I see that almost every day. I don't know why. Okay. So, whenever so, it's in, in on the clock, I always see it. I don't know why, okay. but I see it more than you think. Okay. So, if you see it once in a while, it's no big deal. But if you're seeing it, and it's not a bad thing. So, 911, first of all, talk about, you know, why did they choose 911 to be the emergency uh, number? I think that's probably the first question you want to ask. <laughs> well, in 1967, the AT&T and the FCC met to discuss the rapid introduction of a nationwide emergency number. In 1968, AT&T announced 911 as a nationwide emergency number. The 911 was chosen because it's easily remembered. And at the time, there were no area codes or office codes using it. So 911, um, when we think about it, for you know, we call 911 because we need help. So 911 is not a bad number. 
911 is, uh, if you will, an angel number. Now, what the heck is an angel number? Well, that's a great question. When you see 911, it's actually very positive. People said, oh, we see it. Oh, that means the life's, your life is ending. No. So each digit in, in the 911 means something. And so um, if we were to take this back, you know, what does the number nine mean in, let's say, synchronicities? Because you have to see a nine first. So nine represents completion, inner wisdom, spiritual strength, and empathy. It lends to us about the connection with those around us and how we can tap into our knowledge to help others. What does nine one mean? So when you see the angel number 91, your angels are reminding you to remain positively focused and align yourself with divine success. Um, being one or more than 90, obviously. Uh, but it is an angel number. Now, when we see the number 911, that's pretty cool. It's a message that closely associated with new beginnings or experiences in a new part or stage of your life. So the 911 number will appear in your life if the universe is sending a message that, hey, uh, part of your life's ending and we're getting ready to start another one. Just wanted to give you a heads up on that. <laughs> Dude. I think we 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 we're just kind of like opening up everybody's eyes right now on the on, on the show. They'll be like, "What? Never thought about that." And here's the best one. So when somebody calls nine one one for the hospital, it's actually a good thing. Something ends, and something begins. Usually, a trauma happens, so something bad is going to end, and something good is going to. But here's something interesting, HH. I uh, was doing this for a while, but wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing. So typically at night, I sometimes set the thermostat, even though it's programmed. I set it for 77. So you're probably saying, well, that's no big deal. But what if you saw the number 7777? What the heck would that mean? You know, you get into like numerology or whatever that 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 whole number uh study whatever the the culture is yes yeah, so so um first of all we have to look at what does the number seven mean we have to start there so seven means you're ready for the ability to open up to a spiritual path you're ready now to see the bigger picture what if we see seven seven so that's inner wisdom spiritual awakening it's a sign from your guardian angels that new insights or understanding are going to enter your life. Now, what if you see the number 777? It's not a bad number. It's connected to the individual self. And unlike other numbers that are more focused on relationships, there is a power of 777. It means good luck and fulfillment of dreams. Now, what happens when you see 7777? Well, it means you're being asked to trust in your wisdom and keep persevering on your life path with a positive attitude. Well, so John, yeah, what if someone doesn't believe in number or in numbers and or if they have a different outlook about life because I mean, you're talking about angelic stuff and not everybody Kind of believes in that right so I, I i get that i guess what i would say to you is if something happens in your life even if you don't believe in it but it keeps happening how can you not believe it's a good point <laughs> right i mean it, it makes sense i mean the more you see things i mean i mean seeing is believing as we say right and you get more synchronicities in your life if you believe them and you're open to them if you're not they're gonna just pass you by so i'll give you an example i was um i was traveling i think it was a few weeks ago and you know what i saw on a license plate nope no clue 
license plate number 222. All right, 2222, I'm not sure. It means your mind is attuned to those numbers and more significance is about to occur in your life. The time has come for you to be more reflective, but here's the thing that really blew me away. I saw seven, 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 an address, one, seven, seven, seven. I was like, no way. I went to pay a bill and before the tax, my total was 1777. I was um, on the highway at a light. <laughs> I look down and I see 1777 on a license plate. Coincidence? I think not. I don't believe in coincidences. I don't either. I was looking at my phone the other day, and the first that came to my mind is the first three buttons, one, two, three. I said, okay, no big deal. I looked to the remic. Oh, shoot. The candelabrum of my light. There's three poles. And as I did that, I'm like, wow, I just held out three fingers. So now you might be asking, what does three mean in angel numbers? Well, three is linked to creativity and innovative thinking. Three, three, three means something else. It encourages you to set plans in action and let your personal strength be the guide and trust yourself more because optimism is ready to prevail. So the thing that was very interesting about this week when we decided to do synchronicities is I feel a lot of people look for synchronicities. Don't. When you don't look for them and you notice them, that's when they're truly a synchronicity. If I know that my thermostat's going to do 7777, so I'm not going to even go over there and go look at the thermostat. If I happen to change the temperature and I notice it, that's a different story. You could get this on addresses. You could get this on a phone number you're calling. I was calling somebody before and their number started out 777. I'm like, oh my gosh. It'll blow you away. It did. <laughs> <laughs> so, so synchronicities are all around us. Well, so, so question. Yeah. There is that uh, devil's number or what they refer to as 666. Yes. Yeah, so that's a very good question. Is 666 a devil number or an angel number? And that's a great question. So in a lot of cultures, 666 has been associated with uh, Antichrist, devil, etc. But. There is a true meaning of 666, which nobody wants you to know. If you see 666, it's not bad. Put your heart first and chase your relationships. Six energy is associated with beauty. And the number cultivates us to have our own space, to have life that we can manifest our dreams. If you see 666, in terms of finances, this means a change is about to occur. Now, it could be a change oh, for good. A good one. <laughs> What's that? I said, hopefully a good one, man. A good change. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, it, it usually, yes, yes. So in Chinese, 666 means good luck or job well done. So then people say to me, what the heck does a 999 mean? People think that's a bad number. 999 means completion. We talked about that from 911. But now you're like triple complete. You know you're complete. Well, you, you talked about some cultures, right? But, but if you think about, like, let's say in the Chinese culture, number 13 is taboo. 
uh, right. For example, you go to a building, there's no 13th floor, uh, or they just bypass the number. So it, it depends on the culture. That is a pretty interesting, uh, you know, uh, I guess, outlook to things, right? There was one elevator I was on, and I thought it was 13. Do you know what the number for the floor was? I don't know, penthouse? Not 13. So take it up to not 13 and then come down to one. I thought no. that was a little bizarre. Wait, wait, wait. It said not 13? It said not 13. And when they couldn't fit not 13, it said N13. Okay. <laughs> I, I buy it, man. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I, I mean, some people that are loading weapons don't want to put a 13th bullet in. Is that, is that a bad omen or something? They'll put 14, but they don't want to leave just 13. If you put 13 to fourth one, it's okay. But if you just leave 13 in, I don't want to put the 13th one in. You have that 13th bullet might have saved my life. I'm only going to put 12 in. Right, but but that's superstition. I mean, that's like... Right, right. Like, I don't well, follow it, but yeah, but that's one of those 13 rules. Then okay. you have the baker's dozen of 13, right? Baker's dozen is 13. So what does that mean? You got to throw out the extra two donuts because they're no good? <laughs> I'll take them. <laughs> <laughs> throw them in a bonus, baby. <laughs> so I um, think... Um, I think numbers are important, regardless of whether they're numbers, whether they're people. And I said this to you before, nothing happens in our world for no reason. Now, people may disagree with us on that. Um, you could be on the road, and all of a sudden, you could be stopped at a traffic light. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well... Now, not every time, but I'm going to stop at a traffic light. And I was like, oh, why'd that happen? There's got to be a reason. It was. It was an accident half a mile down the road. And so by me stopping at the traffic light prevented me from going through all that muck. And I went around a different way. Hmm. Sup superstition? I'd say No. I'd say that if, if this traced all the way back to Carl Jung's days and we can look at numbers and we can just see things, then I believe there's a higher power of intelligence that's actually at work. Well, We've, any believer would, would agree to that. My my strong suit on that is, uh, and that's not what this show's about, was crystals. Now, I've never been a big crystal person, but I think it was a few months ago that I took one of the crystals out that I had gotten. It was a, uh, I think it was a sapphire uh, earth crystal. And uh, I held it in my hand. And then I put it under my pillow. And every night I slept with that crystal, I had a dream that crystal radiates energy. Well, That's something I can't prove, but something that happens every single time that crystal is near me. Well, so I do, I, I, I get the synchronicity, the you know, concept, right? But, but, but there is other things at play. You got frequencies, right? You yes. Energy. Uh, those are all real things that are happening. There's That's why I brought the crystals in because of the frequency and the energy from the crystals. Well, it, well we are connected. I mean, that that's the other part. I mean, we tend to believe that we're not the same. We tend to believe we have differences in a lot of things. But the reality of things, everybody's connected somehow. You know, this whole world, if you go to quantum physics, I mean... I was just going to go know, there. Okay. Yeah, right, so, so, so let's go there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so... Quantum physics has a lot of different things. Without getting into all of them, there is something called the quantum uh, experiment. You might know of it, the quantum experiment. It's called the double slit experiment. You ever hear of it before? I, I can't say I did. All right. So it's really simple. So there is basically an electron gun that has a beam. And... The, there's a beam and there is a double slit 
okay? And there's a screen, okay? And when the uh, electrons travel through that slit, are they a wave or a particle? Good question. Okay, so a wave would be like this. A particle would be solid, right? Mm -hmm. So Thomas Young in 1801 demonstrated the wave behavior of visible light. At the time, it was uh, thought that light was of either waves or particles. And the beginning of the modern physics era was born. About 100 years later, he concluded and scratched his head that light, in fact, shows behavior of both waves and a particle. In 1927, Davison and Germer demonstrated that electrons show the same behavior, which I think is really, really interesting that, that this can happen because when I say that they demonstrate the same behavior will confuse somebody that later could be explained in atoms and molecules. So Tom Young's experiment with the light was a part of a classical physics uh, project, as you would imagine. And before we even had quantum physics and quantum mechanics, the concept of the wave and the particle duality took center stage. He said he could demonstrate that, I think it was Christian Huygens' wave theory of light was correct. And the experiment is sometimes referred to as Young's experiment or Young's slits. The experiment uh, was part of the general class of the double path experiment in which the wave is split into two separate waves. The wave is made of many photons and also referred to as a wave front, not to be confused with wave properties or individual photons. So changes in the path length of both the wave's result and the phasing shift create an interference pattern. Another version of this by, I think it was Max Zehendler, um, uh, used an inf inferometer, which split the beam with a beam splitter. In the basic version of the experiment, the light source, such as the beam, illuminate a plate pierced by two parallel slits. And the light passes slits is observed on a screen behind the plate. Pretty simple. The wave nature of light causes the light waves passing through the two slits to interfere, producing bright and dark bands on the screen. Pretty easy. As a result, that's what we'd expect if light consisted of classical particles. However, light is always found to be absorbed at the screen at discrete points. So this didn't make sense. The interference pattern via the density on the particles should have changed. And what we concluded was that when it passed the detectors after the slits, the detected photon passed through one slit as would a classical particle and not through both slits. So this got us to thinking that if we observe it, it behaves one way. If we don't observe it, it behaves another way. So the thing Country. about this is that the double slit experiment and the variations became a classic for the clarity in expressing uh, central puzzles of quantum mechanics. And it demonstrated the fundamental limitation of the ability of an observer to predict results. So when we observe it, it comes out one way. When we don't observe it, it's another way. Well, it doesn't, it, it doesn't introduce the idea of consciousness. It is, it is not just ad hoc. It is happening with, because there's intent there, there's action. Does it function as a wave or does it function as a particle? And this gets us back into, uh, you might have heard the, uh, I think it was the Global World Conscious Project. Have you ever heard about it? Mm -mm. All right. Well, the Global World Conscious product, pro Project, I should say, is a group of individuals that 
sat in a room and there were several individuals around the world. They sat in the rooms at certain times and they closed their eyes and they meditated and they focused on positive behavior because what their goal was, was to reduce crime in certain cities. And you know what? It worked. But here's the astounding thing. They took the same concept and in one part of the world had all these little, let's say, relays clicking, doing zeros and ones, zeros and ones, back and forth, click one, click one. And so what they wanted to do was see if they could affect the emission of these little clickers. And guess what? They were able to send more ones and other times send more zeros if they wanted to. That blows me away. That proves, ladies and gentlemen, that we are all connected in this great universe, this cosmos. It, it, the, the particles in this world are very much the same. I mean, we are made of pulsars stuff, of quarks and all these little minute things and they're, they're just we're, energy we're, we're energy we are all energy everything is energy in this world but uh, you know it's funny because i I've, I've always stated this which is true fact that i was you know taught and and, and i believe in it, is that um in physics we know that 99 percent of everything is empty I mean, the between electrons and protons and all that space is just, you know, emptiness. Yet we still see a physical world, which is now going to like the matrix concept and the binary codes. And we can go into like, you know, programming and all the other stuff, which can get a little bit of a, a twist to somebody's mind. And uh, we don't want to go there, but that's reality. That's actually true. I mean, if you look into it that way from a religious aspect or from a science aspect, it actually coincides if you deep dive into it. So in order to understand this, there are seven states of consciousness in our life. We have our awake state. We have our dream state. We have our sleeping state. We have our transcendental consciousness, our cosmic consciousness, our creator or God consciousness, and our unity consciousness. Well, so, so I'm going to go ahead. No, go ahead, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to throw in a little monkey wrench, and, and, and sure. that, is, that is, we are talking right now. People are watching right now. Now, is this a dream or is this reality? Prove that this is reality. So it is in this reality, HH, but there are several other possible realities that you and I could be in. One, we're not on the show. One... We're somewhere else. I would One, we them, never even started a show. I would call them scenarios, right? Or, or right. potential. So those, those different parallels. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, no, but the question is this. Yes. Can we, for certain, state that this show right now is, ha is actually happening? Or maybe this is just somebody's watching this in a dream or we are just dreaming that we have in a show. No, no, we're, we're not in a dream. We are in a conscious <laughs> awake state right now. Well, this we is not a lucid it. dream. What's that? We can't prove it. How about if we woke up right now? I mean, how many times do you have a dream that is so lucid, which is a, a very portion of our dreams and it feels real. Okay. So and, take and, two fingers of yours. Okay. Yeah. Pinch them. Take your skin and pinch it. Ouch. Mm -hmm. So I'm awake. Uh, wait. If you do... What? Sorry, sorry, John. In a dream, you feel pain. As a matter of fact, it has been proven that you can have a dream pain and then, or like, you know, uh, get hurt in a dream. And then in real life, you can see bruises and stuff. That has been proven. But you'll, but you'll wake up. And we don't know if we're going to wake up from now. So the reason no, I'm no. saying this When I've done this in a dream, uh -huh. okay? Yeah. I want to know if that's me. Like, I, I don't, like, what am I involved? Oh, let me just, let me just, let me piss it. Oh. Oh, I'm, I'm losing a dream. Yes. But you know how I many dreams? You actually feel that you wake up in a dream, but you're still dreaming. It happens. I, but the reason I'm saying this, by the way, we're, we're not dreaming right now. But the reality is you don't know. I mean, if this is the real world, 
are we really dreaming? Is this happening right now or not? It is still part of what the perceptions are. It is our perception in this, this realm. And you're right. Could there be us in a different world right now? Technically, it can. I think there is. In an alternate reality. Well, I believe that. So, so if you ask me personally, my personal belief is I believe that this world already is not here. And we already, as a matter of fact, if, if you are any religious you know, person, and I'm talking about predominant religions, right? So whether Judaism, Christianity, or Islam, you would realize that in the prophecies, well, at least in the way that the textbooks are talking, they're talking almost in the past in some events. And when they talk about the hereafter, it talks about the past, like it already happened. So if you look at it that way, I mean, it does create the the opportunity to, to understand potentially that we are maybe reviewing our movie or we were reviewing the opportunity or the the illusion exactly i mean it, the, guys by the way we're we're throwing a little bit that's why i said a monkey wrench this is this is where you get your mind twisted because there is a book i actually read and i and it's stood by me you know and i it's it's a very deep concept uh, re, uh matter the other name for illusion really that's the name of the book and that book when it when you deep dive and into how the how the matter did that get on our show just kidding <laughs> you started with energy so now we we're talking particles waves energy and matter and and so there's matter and there's antimatter there's all these things and, and again at the end of the day when you think about it like we are energy so that means that we're really physical or are we energy based is we're this energy based inside a shell right well so is the shell so here's the thing if you're perceiving the word, uh, we're going to get it, you know, very philosophical here and, and, and really in the quantum realm. Here. So if we are literally experiencing this world through our senses, right? And typically, we only experience the world through our senses. You see, you hear, you smell, you taste, you touch, right? So these And are also our proprioception. You can't forget oh, about sure, that. Fair enough. But, but, but the key here is, let's say if... If you close your eyes, you close your ears, okay. you, close your mouth, you go everything, you know, you technically are not in touch with anything. You can't see. You can't. Uh, here's a good question. What if everything was one, the same color? So think about it. Everything, you, me, the world, everything is the same color. We cannot differentiate. I'm talking about like we just one, you know, smudge of one, you know, flavor. We cannot even differentiate the stuff. If you didn't, for example, um, just just have one color in the world. You can't differentiate things. You know, you wouldn't, let's say if you're in a dark room, right? And there's zero light, you can't see anything. Well, so if we were one color, we will just merge in. I, I cannot see where you start, where I end, and so on and so forth. It, these are real things. When you start asking those questions, start like get deep dive into them, you go crazy. If you have a visor, I mean, if, I'm sure you've experienced a 4D experience, right? You know, where you get a visor, you get some senses, or you can get one of those rides where you can get the whole elements working, right? You get the wind, you get stuff, and like a, a simulator type of thing, or visor, like, you know, a virtual, you know, thing. You can really feel the whole thing. I mean, someone punches you, you're like, do this. I mean, think about it. This is happening to everybody watching and listening. You're driving in a vehicle. Something comes at you, at the you know, in the windshield. You just flinch, right? Something comes at you, you always do that. Yeah, even on TV, when we do 3D, you go to a 3D movie and they throw something, everybody that does this, like, you know, like, or they just like, you know, yeah, try to talk, yeah. right? That's yes. because you're, 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 you're experiencing that, you know, in that it's not real, but it's happening. Well, so what if the reality that we're looking at right now is that perceived through this avatar? So let's assume this is your avatar in a, a super matrix called life. Mm -hmm. And then your true self, which is the ghost in, in, in the machine, as the Greeks would have referred to it back in the days, you know, okay. is actually your soul or your true being, being actually exposed to the world as an experiment. And based on the different scenarios in this world, you wind up in one way or the other. When you dream, you cannot potentially know your destination. You cannot pick the time. You probably speak different languages, especially in a lucid dream. So it's very difficult to differentiate the reality versus not reality. We refer to it as reality. And by the way, the answer to the first question is, is this a dream or not? The reason we think it's not a dream is we come back to the same recurrent event. So you wake up in the morning, you see a familiar room, you see your spouse, your significant other, your kids, whatever, you know, you'll realize you're still in this world. But if that reality changes, you're not going to know the difference. 
you know, and that's that's where we are. It, this is more complex than we can imagine. This is a show we're just having fun with it, but these are real concepts that are actually being literally studied. There's so much stuff that we don't understand, and the realm of energy and physics and quantum physics is beyond us. I mean, you're talking about time travel. Can it happen? Can it really be? It could. Uh, talking about you know teleportation. Can it be? It could. Now, although time is linear and you can't go back in time, can you potentially go to the future? You know, you might, you might not. We're not. We don't have that answer. Can you teleport things? They've teleported things already in small particles. They just haven't been able to teleport big things yet. So, so this stuff is is is. It sounds like sci-fi today, but many sci-fi things 100 years ago are real today. And because of the way the physics, because of the way the research is, because of all the stuff that's going on right now. You can experience different things. I mean, the metaverse, right, is really the opportunity to have people experience everybody and everything without having to be physically with them. Now, do we want that physically? Probably not. We do want to stretch our legs in real. We do want to smell the real air and all so on and so forth and see a good, you know, see and stuff, not just experiencing, you know, via a, a virtual uh, visor. But in essence, you can do trainings, you can do a lot of different things, you can go to school, you can share a classroom without having to be anywhere physically with someone else. You know, it's like Gamer, uh, what is that, the Gamer, the movie, there's, there was a movie that just, just uh, forgot the name of it now, but there's that. There's a few other things that, that actually, I think, uh, uh, Surrogates, I think, was another one that, that had that. I mean, there's so many movies that created that that vision of what that looks like if we were to be really in a virtual space uh, as opposed to live in the real world. Um, I mean, gamer number one, game number one or something that, that was the, the stuff I can Google it up. But anyway, so, so that was just my little take on, on whether, you know, we're energy or not energy and whether stuff, but we are literally made of energy. We are connected. Well, speaking of energy, um, I did a show, oh, a couple months ago about uh, water and Dr. Marimoto and how, he did the experiment with water and then they also did it with rice. They had one glass which had uh, rice um, and it had a label, I love you. Another one, I hate you. And then another one, nothing. And so the one that they love, you always send love to the water. The second one, I hate you, send hate. And the third one, just didn't pay attention to it well the first one came out with beautiful patterns and symbols the second one really looked like all brown and dark the third one was not as bad as the second one but it still looked very crepid and not really uh healthy so the other thing we learned with this is that water is in our body and so if we learn how to let's say, uh, energize that water in a way that can make it the most productive, healthy substance. Because a lot of people have water in their body, like I drink water all the time, but there's just between drinking water and charging your water to drink. When you charge your water, people are going to be like, what is he talking about? So everything has energy, right? So why not charge the water with our intentions? and then drink the water. John, I think you throw off people right now. <laughs> I mean, charging them, or plugging the, the water somewhere? No, or just... no, 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 no. Let me explain. So, so, I'm, so I'm, just can... joking. I'm just joking. I got it. So joking. by charging, I mean that you're typically taking your hands, you're rubbing them, you're putting all your intention, you're holding that bottle, and you're, and you're pushing that into the bottle, then you're putting a label on it, and then you're drinking the water as that charge that you put in a charge, not from a plug, but a charge from your body. I will not do it. By the way, some people refer to that as prayer, right? So there is prayer, but this is a little different. Prayer would just be praying on it, but charging it just like you charge the crystals is a little bit above prayer. So you can pray and bless them, but charging is taking your energy. I'm also a Reiki level two master. So, Taking your energy and putting it into something can do amazing things. By charging your water and drinking it, you can heal yourself. Well, again, talking about the concept of charging, right? Your body is constantly recharging, right? That's one. Two, 
for example, we talk about grounding and walking, you know, barefoot and doing the yep. stuff. There, yep. Is, yep. there is that you're connected with the charges, with the, the elements, the earth itself. So these are all real concepts. I mean, there's not, I don't think people would de deny this. They just, most of us may not understand how it all operates. Because of that, we might refuse the concept. Yeah, and I think this might be a, a hard pill for some people to swallow because they're like, what are you talking about? And I think until you can experience a miracle that happens from it, you're going to think I'm smoking. And that's okay. <laughs> you know, I don't smoke. Depends where you're smoking, man. Some some stuff is potentially harmful. <laughs> I don't smoke anything. So, so <laughs> my point is that, you know, the body operates on frequency. And I have a whole other thing, but I'm not going to get it today. It's all about music and frequency. I'll cover that next week. But the point is, is that if we have certain things that our body likes, such as water, such as frequency, it just kind of flows so easy. And the brain likes easy. The brain doesn't like things complicated. Even though we can get very complicated and sophisticated with concepts and ideas, the brain likes to play. The brain doesn't want to be stressed, nor does the body. Well, so, 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 John, you talked about I don't smoke anything. I'm going to do a quick transition here. I have, I have a problem. Okay. And I want to address it today. Sure. My problem is, what is it with vaping? It's, okay. I, I really believe that's a new pandemic. I mean, people are literally walking with their vape in their hand and they're, oh. Well, you know, you know what I noticed? I was, um, it was a couple of years ago before the pandemic even had, you know, visited us. And this kid was there and I saw this, this charger by the computer was sitting there. Ah. I was like, I was like, wonder what the heck he's charging. Like, does he have an eye? Like, what is he charging? I didn't see. He has it. And it was a USB. And I was like, I wonder what the heck he's charging. So um, I think it was lunchtime or something. And he had went to go to the restroom, came right back. He was going to go to lunch. But this thing was plugged into it. It was a vape. Mm. And. The reason I think people are doing vapes is, is they think it's safer. It's not. It's worse. Uh, they also feel that I can sneak a, a sneak a quick drag, a quick puff. I don't have to light. You won't even know I did it. So I can hide it from you. Yeah, what are we talking about? No, it's, so what are we going to say about that? No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, see, that that's where I have a problem. I mean, <laughs> listen, folks watching or listening, here's the thing. This is the IHL channel, and we always have to throw in. We talk about energy stuff. Believe it or not, you can heal through energy. You can heal through all this stuff. Absolutely. And really, um, we're about positive impact. We're double impact for a reason, right? We're about keeping the mind, the body, the spirit, everything energized. But here's the thing. This whole thing with the vaping, I get it that you choose as a person, you have your rights. You have freedoms. That's okay. But when you do that, and you do it where you are not caring about people, other people around you. This is the same thing when secondhand smoking was a big deal. Exactly. It, it, it is no difference. As a matter of fact, I think one of those puffers has more nicotine and stuff in it than actually a pack of cigarettes. So, and we can bring, I'm going to bring the experts to this discussion. Trust me, folks, we will have some. And, and, and I, and I got to tell you, they have a whole marketing BS about this saying that vaping is less harmful. Oh. Okay, now 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 listen to this. They say it's it's less harmful, hmm. but it's still not safe. Now here's the thing. When we term less harmful, let me just be clear about this. If smoking was a I'm just going to use a number, 100% harmful to your health. Hmm. Vaping, okay? Just so you guys can see the perspective, is 99% or 98% bad for you. It's still bad. So it wow. might be a point percent, but it's not a big difference. John, even if it was 10% only and 90% safer, 10% harmful is still harmful. That's 10%. That's well, they said harmful. not to be confused. It still has some harmful effects. Hmm. 
Well, that's okay. So, so again, and, and, and the big thing they're trying to go after HH is that see, regular tobacco contains seven thousand chemicals. I don't care how many chemicals it contains; it's still bad for you. You want to smoke on something that's earth friendly? Great, blow your lungs out. Great, but like it's still bad for you. Uh, and and the other thing too is that people vape more like a casual drug. You know. I was at a meeting the other day and talking with somebody and it was an executive and he said, excuse me a second. Like he had to go get a glass of water or something. And that was my problem, uh, HH. He was treating it like a glass of water. And now you have these stores, HH, popping up all over the place. Well, well, here's here's my problem. It's the kids. Absolutely. My problem is not so much if you're an adult and you're making the decision. I get it, but these kids, they walk. This is my mouse. This is it. And by the way, because it's vape, it's got no smoke. You can still smell the damn thing. You know, if it's in front of you. Like the other day, I was walking. Somebody just took a nice little sip. And he blow that shit in front of me. That pissed me off. Now, oh, I imagine <laughs> you, you want to do that to your health. I'm cool with that. That's your health. You know, in five years, we'll check you out again and see if you're still standing. But, but don't do that to me. And and to it's other bad. people, people got to respect secondhand smoke. I remember when I would even go to wakes and stuff, and people would have it, and they'd have the smoker. And I'm like, <coughs> and I would cough even harder just as a like it sounds like <coughs> you're right. I said, I can't take smoke. Like, I'll, I'll it, die with smoke. Oh, really? Yeah, you got to put that out. Really? I can't, John, I can't <laughs> here's the sad part. We just gone through a pandemic. And the most thing about the pandemic was that people died from not breathing because the virus got into their lungs and pretty much shut down their oxygen levels. And for the most part, exactly. And now here we are doing that to ourselves. How are we different from the virus if we're doing this consciously and just throwing that shit into our bodies? Maybe it's not instant death. Maybe it's not going to affect you right away. But do we know that it's going to go there? Now, someone can just say, you two people, go scratch your butt, whatever you want to do. And yes, you can tell us that anytime you want. But here's the thing. It is our opinion. But the fact of the matter is, it is not healthy. And I guarantee you, folks, that in a few years, there will be laws, there will be bans of public places. Because now these people do it everywhere. Well, now they say no vape, no smoke, everything's banned. But the thing that's interesting, and you gave me a good idea, HH, when I'm going to write my next tech article, it's me about exploring the technology that makes vape work and also why it's bad for you. But the thing that's interesting about kids with vaping is that, see, teens and younger kids are more likely to vape. There's a lot of reasons. One, they can get their vape in all different designer styles. That's number one. The second thing is it's very compact. Uh, portable and it's rechargeable. You don't need a match. It's so easy. Um, the other thing that's neat is that you can. What's that? It looks like a just you know big USB. It's so, a big yeah. USB stick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and the other thing too is that so teens love to vape. You know why? Because they have hundreds of different flavors they can vape in. So it's a new thing for them. They love it like a pack of gum. Well, here, here's the and message. they love the idea that they can charge it on their USB in their cars. And teens have been led and programmed to believe that vaping is less harmful than cigarettes. It's not. Um, and the same thing that happened with cigarettes, which we saw. And I didn't tell you guys this, but this is a personal reason I don't smoke. Also, I know it's bad for me. Uh, but the main reason that I never even like had the curiosity when I was born, about a year or two after I was born or so, maybe a year before I was born, my grandfather was a heavy smoker, three, four packs a day, my dad's side. And he um, gave it up about four years before I was born because he didn't want to be smoking or anywhere around me smoking, which was really good of him. Unfortunately, he did the damage, HH. It was, um, I believe I was in second grade. And uh, my grandfather was rushed to the hospital. It was uh, few to, a couple days before Thanksgiving. 
And I remember going there and I said to my grandmother when I was finally Thanksgiving Eve, I was like, can I go see grandpa? She's oh no. She's like, you can't go see him right now. Uh, maybe later. Okay. My parents are like, you know, you really should go. I'm saying, no, no, no. He, he, grandpa's busy right now. He's having, he's having dinner. You could talk to him later. So I'm sitting down in the waiting room and uh, my grandparents and my, and my grand, my grandmother and my parents come down and I say, can I see grandpa? He says, Oh, uh, he left. I said, well, that's okay. I said, I'll wait till he comes back. No, he, he, he went to a farm. I said, well, what farm did it go to? I'm like, it's late at night, but you know, we'll wait. You know, grandpa always liked to take trips. So we'll, we'll just wait till he comes back. And, and my parents are like, I think you should tell him. Well, well tell me what, well, he, he's not going to come back tonight. Okay. Well then we'll just wait here all night. If he comes back tomorrow, he comes back tomorrow, whatever grandpa wants to do. I mean, I'm sure he'll be feeling better when he comes back. And my grandmother's like sinking deeper and deeper into the chair. And she's like, uh, Grandpa wanted you to have this. So she takes this thing out of her pocket. And I still remember to this day, which I still have, she gave me this turkey. Now, Grandpa and I always loved chocolate. And he gave me this, this turkey that was in his turkey cupcake. And he said to make sure that, that she gives it to me, which she did. And I said, um, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd like to go see him now. And she said that um, uh, Grandpa's no longer with us. I said, I know you, you told me he's at a farm. And she's like, no, um, Grandpa passed away from cancer 15 minutes ago. And I said, cancer? I said, well, what did he have? He was very healthy. He like he was very healthy, but what you didn't know before you were born is that he used to smoke four or five packs a day. The doctor wanted him to stop, but he didn't. He stopped when he knew you were going to be born soon, so he wanted to be healthy for you. Unfortunately, he didn't stop soon enough, and he died of throat cancer. And you know, what's that? Sorry to hear that. But by the way, I, I lost a, a very dear uncle to the same exact thing. I mean, that, that was one, like it was literally was my favorite uncle. And, um, you know, I was too close to him and he was also a heavy smoker. And then he did get a throat cancer. He had the machine, like eventually had a speaker, all that. Might he didn't think. have, he didn't have that. He didn't get that yet. Cause he stopped before, but apparently he had attacked the larynx, which is a pretty big oh. problem. And, uh, cause he was managing it. But, um, after that, I said, no price, no money, no, anything is worth me sacrificing my life. And that's when I made the choice, nothing bad for my health, uh, no smoking, no drugs. You know, I want to have a drink sometime fine, but I'm not going to be a drinker. And it just motivated me that. I want to live as long as I can live and I want to take care of my body. And uh, in the past few years, I think you guys know I was 250 pounds. I went through seven trainers about, what was it? Three or four years ago. And I'm down to 168. I've got to get to 165. I fired trainers, didn't use doctors. I did it all myself. And I don't exercise 24 seven. I do some exercises. I use science. I use an app. I do my planks, but I did this with the premise of first not losing weight. I did this with the premise that every time I got in my car, my stupid iPhone would get knocked off in the car. And I'm like, I just got to lose that tiny bit. So my phone doesn't flop off me. That's all I want to do. I don't care if I weigh over. I just want to just get rid of that little bit so that I don't have the phone flopping on me. And I said, well, let me start by improving my core. Maybe that'll help me. And in six months later, I'm like, Oh, wow. I lost some weight. You know, it, your health, we're all going to die. Everybody's dying. That's, that's well, we wanna, but we want to live as much as we can, right? Well, not as much, but as healthy as possible. As healthy and as long as we can. Because I, I think the length, I mean, that's debatable, but I think we all have a set, you know, time frame, expiration date, whatever you want to refer to it. And when that happens, I don't think we can live beyond it. I mean, I know we talk about how the science and everything can help. But I have a different belief personally that when your time's up, your time's up, and that's already something ordained, if you want to call it that way. But 
But but the fact is, it doesn't matter if it's 150 years or 70 years or whatever. It, but it, it, also, it also depends to your purpose, HH. I believe people say it's your years. It's not your years. It's your purpose on earth. So if it's been longer for you to achieve your purpose, I'll believe you'll leave a little longer because you're here for a purpose. Yep. And if you cannot carry out that purpose and you're still working on that purpose, I believe you're still going to be here a little longer. Oh, uh, listen, we all have a you know a mission in this world. We have a whole legacy. What we're doing here is that part, part of that, right? We're trying to evolve, you know, some consciousness around and bring some value. Hopefully, people can see it as such, you know. But that's really it. I mean, at the end of the day, we do. But but the point is that you want to live a long and healthy life because here's the purpose. If you where, where's the point of living long if you are suffering every single day of your life, right? Just Not even walking up, walking up the stairs, I know um, I I walk up the stairs all the time. And before I had lost it, I was like, oh, my gosh. Now, if I carry a lot of groceries, of course, I'm going to be a little, because, you know, carrying a lot of groceries up the stairs, that's heavy. But if I'm just walking up the stairs, I can do that several times, and I'm not going to get out of breath. I couldn't walk up the stairs even slowly without getting out of breath. And your knees are hurting. Everything is hurting. Yeah, now you may get that once in a bloomer, but it doesn't linger. It doesn't stay with you. And that happens because of weight, by the way, everyone. And it also happened because of bad circulation. So having a good diet, making sure I, you don't eat fried foods. I made the commitment a while back that I don't want to eat fried foods. I mean, if I have something that's very minimal, and I feel that was a big thing about 30 years ago or 40, when I said I didn't want to have soda anymore. Uh, I think I've been off soda for... 30 years and I've been off fast food. I think I've been off for maybe even, maybe even long. No, I've been off. I think I've been off fast food for, let's see, about 30, 35 years. Uh, I've been off fast food and I've been off soda for probably about 15 years. The best decision, man. <laughs> it, it was, it would all happen. A buddy of mine said, I bet you can never, you never could get off soda because I would go to places that gave you the most soda, you know, for the same price. And I remember being at a restaurant and we had a gentleman's bet and it was some kind of thing where, you know, the loser had to pay for dinner or whatever. And it wasn't the amount of money. It was more of the bragging rights that I could say that I don't need to drink soda anymore. Because a lot of my friends still drink soda and they still can't believe that like I don't have something stashed in my water. I said, just healthy fruit. Um, there's nothing in there. And I have my orange juice in the morning and stuff like that and healthy drinks. But I think making that choice to have a healthy body is something that has to be part of you. If somebody has to tell you to be healthy, you're not going to do it. What I did was for me and not for anybody else. And so I think that's the point, whether you're losing weight. And what I do is a lifestyle. It is not a diet. I want to tell you guys this. It is not a diet. I can't tell you how many people I walk into a, a gym. And uh, I don't go there to join the gym, but I go there to canvas or get their advertising. And the guy comes, oh, you want to join a gym? And I uh, I just smile and I look at the guy and I said, um, dude, I said, do I really look like I need to join a gym? And he says, no, you don't. That's right. He's, I was just thinking you might want like help maybe with like <laughs> massage or something like to, you know, help after your workout. So I was like, I'm good. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> so I, I have fun with that because I'll just go to the gyms and just knock around like, oh, you want to join? And as soon as I say to them, do I, need, do I look like I need to join a gym? And they just like, they don't know what to say, HH. They just kind of like shut up. I, I, if that were me, I would give you a comeback. Well, no, you, you look fine. But I mean, you want to build some muscles. You want to get some, you know, chisel business. You know, beach time is around the corner, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I have to pitch something. But, but you're right. I mean. Most people join because they want to lose the weight, you know, but really you, you join a gym because you or, want to. Or they'll change. come to me and say to me, well, you know, um, if you join now, you can lose X. And as soon as they talk, talk about losing X and lose this type of car, I said, 
let me show you an app I have. And let me tell you how many carbs I have. And let me just tell you. I said, do you track your carbs that well? I said, I know you're a little younger than me, which is great. I said, but you still need to understand what your carb intake is because in a couple of years, that those carbs you're not paying attention to are just going to pile up on you. So you should probably start to understand how your body's working because see, it won't work the same in five or 10 years. And they look at me and they're like, oh, all right. <laughs> well, Wallace and John, I think, I think we've covered a lot of grounds today. No, I do have next week, we're going to talk about some other, you know, pet beef of mine. And that is, that is cell phones. And so we'll keep it at that because I really want to address this. It's well, I uh, I just wrote two articles that were launched. You guys want to check out at BelieveMeGeeve.com. One of them is quite amazing. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, the one article that I wrote is um, all about uh, – the, the one is actually about the um, – what's happened in um, – uh, what was it? What's happened in a certain industry. And the one industry I'm talking about is – Film and theater. And the title is The AI Plot Thickens as Actors Fight for Their Control Over Their Digital Replicas. And my second one I just published is How and Why Does Music Change Our Mood? And with that, we're going to talk next week about the different types of music and literally how choosing the right music can dramatically affect your performance. Well, so hold that thought. I love that. So we have a few things to catch up next week with. But definitely that, that thing about the actors and having an AI kind of part do the job, I think that's the most probably ridiculous. And they just had a strike. They announced a strike, by the way. The strike was announced. Um, what I will just tell you is that they were trying to create these digital replicas, and they think it's okay to do that and that they shouldn't be compensated because it's under their contract. Well, that's what they want. They want you to go in, get a first, you know, pretty much scan, do some scene, and then that scene becomes theirs, and they can replicate it through AI. As long yeah. as that scene is part of that movie, and you're hired, but if it becomes yes. another movie, that's a problem. That's my point. So there's <laughs> a lot of so there's a lot of SAGRA and the Motion Picture Association is fighting for this, but the studios are just trying to look at the grubby dollar. All right, it's kind of safe. But here's the thing. You will lose the flavor of movies. And I guarantee you, people will watch less and less of those. Well, look look at look at Digital Ashley. I wrote a, a thing about her a few weeks ago, the digital DJ, and how Digital Ashley and the one station in the West, uh, they said they're not replacing her, but they're adding Digital Ashley to complement her additional, her programs that she has already. And they're doing it because they want to lighten up her schedule. Well, I can just have a replay of my shows or like pre-record stuff and have them at least. Right. This, this is like her own. So I think it's a bunch of nonsense. And I feel that AI is going to be, and I'm, and I'm attributing a whole section of my articles to AI. I just did one last week about AI. You remember Teddy Ruxpin, the teddy bear? Well, you thought he was a disaster with how the eyes and the things, the animatronics, that's nothing. The new toys coming out this Christmas, the holidays, are going to be not only connected to Wi-Fi, which is peanuts, but they're going to be connected to AI. And that AI may be your family's worst nightmare. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> I can't wait that to beautiful, wait. lovable teddy bear that you think is going to be the greatest thing for your son or daughter might just get them kidnapped. Well, so we can hold to those discussions for next week because definitely we have a whole bunch of stuff to bring to you guys. And by the way, folks, again, this is our opinion based on our view of life and view of things. You might have your own. But if you do love someone, if you care about yourself first and, and your, your immediate you know, folks, just know that we only bring in stuff that is going to give you a value or give you something, maybe even open your eye to something you may not know about. We know that addiction, for example, we talked about the vaping. Addiction is serious stuff. But there's help out there. The idea is just if you're aware of it and you can do something about that, that's great. If you're not, maybe now you're aware. 
lastly, if you choose that is your choice, that's great too. Just don't impact others. That's an example. So we're going to talk about all these other topics next week. So tune in, join us, and, and just, you know, by the way, join the discussion. If you disagree with us, just come and bash with us here. It's all good. We'll bring you on the screen. We'll have a nice little time with you, you know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, bring your argument. Bring your best shot. You know, we'll take it. We can we can handle it. And you win, you win. It's okay. I mean, that's the thing. We can agree to disagree, and uh, that's it, right? John, what do you think of that? I think it's great. I think people need to start realizing that uh, most of the media we see out there is brainwashing them. So we give people the raw truth. They may not want to hear it, but we tell people what is happening and they can make the choice of whether they want to buy into it or not because so many people just give you the wrapper where we actually unwrap the candy and we give you the candy and we open the candy and we show you what's inside the candy and you can decide if you still want to eat the candy. Probably not once you know the ingredients, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, folks, this is it. We've actually exceeded our hour here, but but I think uh, we went a little bit quantum on you today. We went a little bit into <laughs> realm of you know uh you know parallel universes and you know matrix and all that but, but why not right um you know sometimes it's just talking about things john any last uh, words to announce your show tomorrow 10, 10 yeah so tomorrow um we're gonna be talking about uh music and how um it possibly cultivates your brain and how it can be transforming you to certain situations it's gonna be tomorrow at uh, 10 o'clock uh, you can go to believemeachieve.com for more information on how to tune in and, and stuff like that. And I do have a show coming out later tonight. And every uh, day I have my short show, which you guys know, Inspirations for Your Life. Uh, but Drive Time's on every Tuesday. Uh, I had a great guest on from the UK just the other day uh, talking about how creativity um, helped some people with her latest book through dance. We talked about how that can inspire and uh, possibly give people new avenues to uh, turn into. And just a couple of things. Uh, the actual Inspirations for Life is also replaying on the NBC network, iHealth Radio. Oh. So catch it there. It's also on the podcast, you know, you know, feed of ours. And, and I'll be on I'll be on Friday with another this Friday. We'll be talking about something. I'm not sure what, but Saturday, I'll be Saturday. talking about something this Saturday. That I'm sure will be juicy, be interesting to talk about. I might even talk a little about the AI, and I might even give you some teasers about what's going to happen in the financial industry, how the financial industry is brainwashing us to use AI when it might not be the greatest thing for our life. That's Saturday, 9 p.m. on iHealth Radio. Again, Eastern. Yep. And then we replace, you know, uh, Evergreen. So that said, folks, hope you had fun with us. We'll catch up next week. Bye for now. Have a good week, everyone. Take care.